a Shishkin Productions podcast. On the phone the other day, I told him that I told my therapist that I want to have sex with her. And he thought that was really funny. And I think that was like <laughs> broke the ice a bit. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of The Sizzle Reel. What up? We're here. Wow. That, that was We're, a lot of sizzling. Yeah. I had to make up for lost time. I feel like I haven't sizzled in like two months. Yeah, I, I haven't really been feeling the sizzle lately. What? Not, not, not this sizzle, just like the sizzle of oh, life, Oh, you're not bro. feeling life sizzle? Yeah. Is it because it's, it's winter? Exactly, Because yeah. the sun sets too early for you? Oh. It's a, yeah, it's, it's really sad. And then I, I, I just don't get any work done after four o'clock. That's okay, But man. it's crazy because I don't get any work done before four o'clock <laughs> it's, either. It's wild. Basically, I get into work at like 10 or 10.30. I, I get two hours of work done. Then you show up and we bullshit for an hour and then we, we got to come in here and do the podcast and right after the Weird. podcast we're gonna do lunch and then it's gonna be like three o'clock we're living and in I'm gonna stagnant times one more hour of work it'll be four and i'll be tired well i mean the today's a different day today is a different day today the day we're recording this is the day of our uh, open house thing yeah and um I'm not feeling great about it. I don't think people are going to show up. I got to be honest. I think it's going to be us trying to get to a $1,500 bar tab and then me trying to get up at 5 a.m. to get on a flight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you, do you want to tell, tell Should the we people? tell the news? Well, first, let's tell them where to find us. Okay. Where, are you, where do you find us? You find us on Instagram. You find us Hardly. on Twitter. Sometimes. We are at Sizzle Reel Gang. Yes. You find us on Gmail. Sizzle Reel Gang. All the time, actually. All the time. We'll, we're there, and you're never there. We're Listeners, on we're, we're on Patreon and TikTok, Shishkin Productions. We we were. At, I mean, we still are, but now we don't even go there that often. Well, look, it's it's winter. It's winter. It's true. We're uh, hibernating. Most importantly, you, you can call the Sizzle Reel cold line. Yes. That is... 332-333-4361. Yep. Uh, that's the one. That's the number. And you know what? Let me just go ahead and... What were we about to get into? I don't fucking know. Because oh, I, we're talking about the open house. Okay, the open house. So um, I will say... And, and, yep. and what you're doing the day after. I am going to... The MLS Cup final. What up? I, I, I had to I had to do it. I was like, you know, Portland made it. I didn't expect them to make it. And then they made it. And I was like, well, guess I got to get my ticket. Yep. But you know what? Bought that shit with points. Bought that shit with points. I've never bought anything with credit card points. This was the first thing. And uh, yeah, that's exciting. So kind of going for free. That's really cool. Because I feel like two or three times a year, you'll out of the blue be like, how do I use points? Like I do. I always I don't know how to do it. It took me it took me like 30 minutes to buy the fucking plane ticket because I was like, how do I use these? But I figured it out and I still have a lot of points left. So Dude, I'm, I'm proud. Proud yeah. of you. I'm happy for you. This is actually a pretty inexpensive trip for you. All pretty things much. Considered. All things considered. I mean, it was because I saved on that stuff. I spent extra money on the hotel. So I'm staying at a five star hotel. Of course downtown you are. Of course yeah, you of are. Course. That's that bougie taste. It's, you know? it's cool, though, because you're, you're kind of. There's going to be like a meeting of different clients here because yes. you're, you know, you're going to the MLS Cup. MLS is one of our big clients, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. but you're bringing Matt our, our other big client. You're right. That's it. Matt King, man. The, uh, the, the God himself, bro. And I say G-A-W-D. Like, oh, God, I thought like you were going to say G slash D. G dash D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah to everyone. Um, yep. No, uh, Chris. Yeah, the the fucking uh, open house is coming up. How are you feeling about it? You know, I I have mixed feelings. I I think it's gonna be okay. 
I think it's going to be right in the middle. It's difficult because of the time of year. I think it's it's hard to get a lot of people to commit to to stuff during the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Also, we're we're not in a bad location. We're just like out of the way for a lot of people like anyone who lives in Jersey and works in the city. They're not coming out from Jersey all the way to Brooklyn for this open house or or they're not traveling up from Connecticut. A lot of people, you know, commute from Connecticut connecticut into the city right they're not coming to brooklyn yeah so. then, but even in the more macro scales of, or micro i should say scales of that like you live in manhattan you probably don't want to come out to brooklyn yeah if you live in fucking queens it's impossible to get to brooklyn unless like you're unless gonna you take a car a, yeah, take a take a uber and not or drink even if you live in other parts of brooklyn it's kind of hard to get to this part of brooklyn you know what oh, I mean? yeah like so, if you're in downtown brooklyn it's like a 45 minute trip here it's, yeah. it's difficult and yeah. there's also a little bit of bad luck where like, you know, our MLS people who we had invited, we, we didn't think about it, but MLS Cup is tomorrow. So obviously all of them are in Portland. They, they can't make it. Yeah. Our Intel people don't live here. They're in Portland. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, damn, all signs point to Portland. Right? Uh, Maybe yeah. the company will eventually relocate. And, uh, you know, I, I invited a few of my friends, but most most of yeah, most people I know, right. I know through you. So yeah. it's like, well, they, they already have the invite. Um, Chris, you know, before we get, we have a special guest today and he's sitting here, he's smirking and smiling, laughing and having a blast, having a ball, moving the microphone around quietly though, like a pro. Uh, before we get to him real quick, this is just for the sizzlers. Cause I know we don't got very many sizzlers. I stealth dropped an NFT. Oh yeah. Last week. That's stealth right. Dropped. Yep. There's one out there. Uh, there's going to be an addition of 20. Um, but because I'm just learning how to use OpenSea, I think I accidentally just dropped one. So it's there. Go find it. Uh, type in what happens next. Look for the Shishkin Productions thing. It's a 10 minute long song. It comes with, uh, you know, like uh, liner notes and the album art, the mass, like the mat, the waves of all of the tracks on the albums, like 18 tracks. Um, and yeah, it comes with, uh, I put the scissor real cold line phone number in there. Did you really? Yeah. So I was like, that's if you dope. ever want a direct line to me, call this number. So that's awesome. That's it, man. That's if you're a sizzler, go out there and buy it. It's only 40 bucks. Yeah. That's actually very reasonable. It for cost an me, I literally, I think it cost me a hundred dollars to, to put it there and I'm selling it for 40 bucks. Yeah. So. N- no kidding. Yeah, uh, it's exciting that, that, that you've jumped into this NFT space. I know, man. I'm just consider me part of the community, bro. I know. Right, dude, you were, you were trying to just like learn something recently and you reached out to someone and oh my God. they just uh, they weren't gonna, having it. Yeah, I'm not going to I don't want to put them on blast too much because then no, I'd be we, just, we won't call them out by name. I, I would but. be doing the exact thing that I'm pissed about. But yeah, I DM this uh, person about NFTs and then. Like four hours later, they subtweeted me and were like, if for, for anyone who's messaging me asking for one on one time to talk about any of the work, like don't like basically like I don't have time to do this. I'm in Twitter spaces. I'm in Twitter spaces for hours every day. And I, 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 I have, have the discord. discord like you can always reach me there and ask me anything you want. And it's like I, I just wrote back understood. <laughs> And then, and then they were like, oh, uh, you know, this wasn't directed at you. This is just in general. I was like, yeah, it's cool. I'm going to, then I subscribe to the discord and it's like, I still, I read it and I keep up with it. Cause it's like, again, I just figured it it would be nice to have a one-on-one connection, but Hey, you know, dude, that's kind of how that Twitter space is all that community can be like, they, I don't know. They're not very accepting to new people because they got in on this tech early and they just kind of want to 
keep their club yeah. to themselves. Like I wanna, it's, it's interesting. I want to bring in the guest because nifty I kind of want to talk more about like nifty gatekeep. Oh shit. Got him. All right. Bring in the I guest. I want to bring in the guest. I want to talk about NFTs and music a little bit. And I think he's, uh, he, he might have some strong opinions. The one and only Bill Waters is here. Last time he was here, you might remember he said this. Let's say he's absolutely guilty, which I think he is. I, there's no doubt in my mind that he mm-hmm. assaulted these little kids. The music that he made and gave to this world is worth it. That is how we're going to intro you every single time you're on the show now. I'm going to clip. That's clipped out. So it's an easy ad. Hello, Sizzlers. Uh, Happy to be sizzling. (laughs) That's my that's my intro now is uh, my Michael Jackson take. And you know what? I'll stand by it. So fuck yourself. It's a hot take and it it sizzles. It's a sizzling take. I I love it. What do you think NFTs and music? Uh, honestly, as far as NFTs and music go, the most I've heard about the two being related is from you. And like, I don't know. I, I think that it can be cool. I think your idea is cool and I'm probably going to rip off your idea at some point because it seems like just like fun too. And like, especially because like, you know, you get all of that stuff within the NFT and that's kind of like the same deal of like, you know, why you would buy a record, why you would buy vinyls, because you get all these notes and like all this extra shit. Yeah. But vinyls like, you know, it's expensive to make. Um, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think it's cool. I think that like if you can find a way to give people more content like that and they can buy it from you and support you like as an artist because you're not making any fucking money off Spotify or anything else like because it's impossible to. Yeah. I think it could be a really good way for like people that are making music to make a little bit of money. I think the barrier for entry is too high. Totally. Yeah. I think like it's important. I'm talking about for consumers. I think like, Oh yeah. I think you're not going to convince anyone to buy your shit unless like they're already in in the world. world, Right. Yeah. And no, no offense to to that world, but I just feel like everyone who's involved in that, their music tastes skew in a certain direction Mm -hmm. where like the type of music that you make, the type of music that I make, we, our shit is like, you know, it's fucking and not to sound like a like a dick, but it's like DIY cassette music that like yeah, totally. our yeah, little yeah. circle on Twitter <clears throat> listens to and like we yeah. people like to go to shows and like I don't think they know the first thing about NFT. If I told them something about having a wallet, they'd be like, Yeah, here's my my actual yeah. wallet. You know what I mean? Yeah. They wouldn't They'd pull out a real off. wallet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, who I mean, whatever, better off, who's to say, right? But yeah. like the point is it they don't participate in it the same way. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they will. No, if not, not in the next like five years, I don't think they will. I think it just, yeah. it's too complicated for a lot of people to even get into. Even me buying a, an ENS, a dot ETH out. Like it took me like 45 minutes to figure out what the fuck was going on. Yeah, no, it's a mess. I, I minted one NFT and I didn't even mint it actually. Cause I did this thing on rareable where you can have the other, you can have the buyer pay the minting fee. Yeah. Just because I was like, yeah, just like trying it out. And I was just like, whatever, testing it. Um, And yeah, it took me a really long time to figure out how to do that. And I had to text like three different people to do it. I I think one of the biggest barriers for like the the music NFT space is like, how how do you play the music from an NFT? Like there's there's not like a dedicated app. Where, where where you can collect your your NFT music and play it mm-hmm. like you know like you can with the Spotify or so, Pandora or whatever. So that's so that's the thing. There actually are a few different ones, but 
it's like you just said, the competitors are the ones who everyone already knows and are already yeah. in everyone's pocket. Like literally, I don't mean like figure, I mean like literally they are in on their phone. Yeah. So like Spotify, that that's why I've always, my, my take on it is that yes, this tech is great and it, there is a way for artists to use it to their advantage. I don't think it's a DTC model. I don't think it's direct to consumer. I don't think the artist is going to like, it's not a Bandcamp style thing. Yeah. Maybe Bandcamp can use the tech and that way the artist benefits off of it. But I still think that like there even Bandcamp, no one, the only people who use it are like music nerds who really are like woke and want to like give money to the artist. But I'll even say I don't I only use it to like support friends. Like if I if I have friends Same, and community yeah. who I want to support and buy their record, yeah. I'll buy it. But I have records that I bought that just are unopened and sitting at my house because I don't listen to music that way. Yeah. I like to collect them, but I don't listen to music that way. I listen to music on fucking Spotify. Yeah, like if I'm buying something from Bandcamp, it is specifically just to support the artists. Like I'm not I'm not taking those waves and putting them on my phone somewhere right. and then listening to them. It's and, just to give them money. Right. And so then maybe that maybe that's what the NFT is. Yes, yeah, maybe you, is. you treat the NFT like a uh, like a record, you know? Yeah. It's not your primary source of listening to music. It's this kind of novelty item that like you're kind of just buying it to be like I have it, you know. Maybe and to support yeah, the can, artist too. You can show there there's got there's going to have to be ways that you can like showcase these things yeah, like we need to create like a uh, like a digital wall plaque that also has like some dope built-in speakers or something like oh, that yeah. you, you, you can load all your nfts on it and it's like, like a, and it's like a personal touch tunes kind of you can, yeah. you can yeah. put it to an app on your phone i don't know that'd, I think be, sick. that'd be sick yeah i think it's uh, more about like being able to kind of have like a little not even a badge but like uh maybe like a little ticker or something that goes with your social profile that Maybe it's like almost like a pinned tweet, but it's like a little ticker at the top that shows what your most recent purchased mm. song was or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And that way people can and people can like upvote it and some shit. Again, what does it really mean, right? It's just some social <laughs> currency. Um look, Bill Waters, you know, musician extraordinaire, but let's not get it twisted. This man is also a filmmaker. That's right. Just just recently. You were about to make your first film. I'm about to make my first film. Yep, first ever. Uh, it's a documentary um, about people's relationship with their parents. Obviously, seen through my perspective because I'm making it, and seen through my grandfather's perspective because we both have similar relationships with our fathers. Um, shooting it on Super Eight, going up on Sunday to start filming. It'll be up there for a week. So as of as of the Sizzlers hearing this, you're up there. Yeah, you're yep. there in the trenches um and yeah it's really excited i'm i'm really excited watch out for the mustard gas bro <laughs> <laughs> the trenches of upstate new york uh i wrote it with my friend ian who was on a few episodes ago and yeah he's directing it co-writing and producing it with me and it's going to be also the first shishkin productions produced short film yeah that's right i yeah. mean that's true um, yeah what, it's get that executive producer year, credit it's been a year of firsts yeah. i mean we really like we wanted to i said at the beginning of the year i was like we should make something and then luckily will stepped in to the fold and we literally made something bought a, a really nice cinema camera to make something and i'm then, still gonna use it i just haven't had time look i know i know i know <laughs> 
It's been a busy year. Dude, you saw that glare that he shot me when he said that? Well, no, I was just... From uh, across the room. Well, just because, like... Daggers. <laughs> like, you should make something. I'll write something with you guys, and we can make something really fun. Let's do it. I mean, okay. I'm down, bro. Um, Look, what sort of uh, challenges do you foresee coming next week uh, while you're up there shooting? Yeah, uh, there's a few. My, my biggest fear is that um, at the end of my week there, I'm going to have a long, like, few hour long sit down conversation with my grandfather kind of interview style but trying to keep it conversational so that it doesn't feel like i'm interrogating him and he's a old jaded man so him talking about his feelings and vulnerable things is a bit of a hurdle um i've done it before and he closes off pretty quickly so that's a challenge for sure that i think that's the big one and i don't know i think to break the ice i'm just going to start by telling him something really vulnerable I actually on the phone the other day I told him that I told my therapist that I want to have sex with her and he thought that was really funny and I think that like, <laughs> broke the ice a bit um, but like yeah I'm just gonna like try to keep it like as open fucking you know? Tony Soprano over here bro <laughs> the first time I met with my therapist I was like hey have you ever seen The Sopranos and she was oh, like no Jesus and I was Christ. like great okay that's good wow. that's perfect um, yeah that's a challenge um, and also uh, being sneaky about capturing audio, too, because since I'm shooting on Super 8, it doesn't have sound. So I'm going to be up there with a Zoom recorder and my iPhone trying to capture intimate intimate moments in a uh, kind of sneaky way. Um, Sorry, I'm fucking with the mic over here. I don't know if that picked it up, but it was squeaking. Oh, yeah, we couldn't tell you were fucking with the mic. <laughs> um, hey, it might not have picked up, honestly. These no, things are yeah, fucking gold. That's true. Um, yeah, so for you... You said capturing the audio is going to be a, yeah, that's tricky, be a tricky. tricky thing. And it yep. seems like the rest of it is going to be not about the production, but the challenges you foresee are kind of like personal things. Totally. Yeah. You know? The like technical. It's, personal, it's a personal movie. Totally. Yeah. No, it's deeply personal. Um, like the technical production aspects, I'm not too worried about. Um, yeah. That's not my uh, my big fear. Definitely the emotional hurdle. And also, yeah, I mean, just like, you know, trying to emotionally connect with an old man. It's like they suck, you know, like they're so bad at talking about their feelings or anything, you know, like that. And also like his generation, like they don't believe in fucking I, therapy. I think that they're actually they're good at talking about their feelings, but they only have one mode. Right. Right. It's anger. Totally. Like Absolutely. if you get them mad, they'll they can do that. Yeah. But they can't be tender. They no. can't be like, no. uh, what's the word? Like where you open up yourself you're like uh vulnerable vulnerable yeah. they can't be vulnerable but my advice hey don't <laughs> please i'm not trying to derail you at the last minute before you go up there but get him mad yeah no that's like that's definitely one angle to it for I sure gonna, i was gonna say get him drunk <laughs> no, that's, that's another what i thought angle, but like, actually he doesn't drink which fucking sucks uh, you know get him high yeah right like i'll just like hit a weed pen and blow it in his face and then that'll, <laughs> then he'll be mad like and a high. dog dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I could like uh, break up some Adderall and like put it in his water or something. Oh, and, like, try to get him oh, going. Um, Chris, you have any any questions about the film? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Now, why do you say that recording audio is going to be tricky? Are you trying to sneakily do it? Uh, at times, yeah, because um, I don't know. I think it's annoying if you know you're spending a week with somebody and the whole time they're like holding a Zoom recorder up to your face. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like it when people do that to me. Um, 
I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I don't know, because I think that, you know, some of the better audio is going to come from moments where he doesn't think we're recording. Okay. And I'm going to start the week by telling him like, hey, I'm pretty much going to be recording all the time. Just so that, because I don't want to like cross any moral grounds with like, you know, I don't know. No, and, and stuff like that. And know? the idea here is like, it's not going to be a, a sit down talking head interview. It's going to be just audio only for the interviews and you're going to cover it with B-roll? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. B-roll. But um, there's a few like activities we have planned. Um, ideally, if I can like kind of get them a little more into it, we're going to work on this car that's been sitting in his garage for a long time because um, that would be a good metaphor for all of this, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to happen. Uh, another activity um He's really into guns and like shooting and like shooting competitions. So we're going to like shoot guns in his yard and then go to he's doing a shooting competition that week. And I'm going to go up there with him. That's pretty cool. Uh, Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they got a, a wood stove and he's like he kept on telling me like, oh, I got so much fucking firewood to chop. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm fucking chopping firewood. Hey, chopping wood's a good metaphor. Yeah. yeah that's pretty no, interesting. it's true. Yeah. 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 So that, um, you know cooking dinner with him my grandma hanging out yeah so b-roll yeah okay yeah it seems like it's gonna be a hell of a week and especially because you're gonna be up there by yourself yeah so that's what's gonna be interesting because it's like blurring you know i mean i don't know i feel like going home is always a weird thing like hanging out with family for a week kind of fucking sucks a lot Mm -hmm. um like it's fun to see them again but like just having to share the same house as them. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. But, uh, combining a week of that with having to film and, and think on your feet creatively. Yeah. I mean, very I, interesting. I, I got a backup plan. Like my, my mom lives not too far away. So like, if I feel like I'm pushing his buttons too much or like, you know, I'm sick of being there, I'll go like crash at my mom's house. Um, I got friends up there too that I'd like stay with. Um, yeah, no, I think it's just gonna be a matter of like, you know, being aware of like, his like uh patience with it right you know not crossing any lines yeah how how long are you aiming for this to be somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes all right yeah not too long i'm pretty excited for it i think it's going to be cool like uh it's it's interesting to you know just to just to make something i don't know i mean i know that's very like surface level but that really is what it comes down to it's fun to make something that's not for a client yeah yeah that's why i fucking like this podcast because it's it's fun it's not like for anyone it's for us like we can have fun right it's for you and like the the film and this podcast it's relatable to other people and there's useful stuff in it for other people too if you want to lump the sizzle reel in with that i do yeah because it's true it's like you guys are making it because you want to make it and like there's people that get something from it you know what i mean yeah so um Ethan Lethal. Hey, Ethan. Ethan shout out, Ethan. Uh, Kevin. Kevin. Happy holidays, Who Kevin. Else listens? Think, Joe Nana. I think Tree might listen. Yeah. Joe Nana listens. Joe Nana definitely listens. He uh, hasn't called in in a minute. I don't know if Evan still listens or not. I feel like we do. I, I would like someone to call in before the end of the year so we can put them on the year end episode. But You know, we, we're just not getting the buy in. We're the, not. The buy in is it's, all on this side of the table. You know, and on our like our side, this is a real communal side of the table. Yeah, yeah. The listeners that, are just listening. I have a. Uh, can I take it back to the open house for one second? Yeah, yeah take it back please. to open house, okay. and then we'll take a quick break because at, cool. at next segment, this little tease, we're doing the sizzle real gift guide. You probably oh. read it in the title of the episode, but yeah, that's coming in the. Uh, yeah, we should have gotten that one out before Hanukkah. 
Our yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's always good for, you know, you can do a belated Hanukkah gift. It's yeah, fine. It's cool. Stuff like that. Say you're on the other calendar. Right? Make, make it, like, it a New Year's gift. What year is it in like the Hebrew calendar? Isn't it like 3,800 or something like that? That's not a question for me. That's a question for Google. Um, yeah, but Will, what were you going to take us to? Yeah, so for the open house, um, if you're listening and you don't know, there's a really beautiful flyer for the open house tonight. Um, and for those of you who don't know about podcasting in New York City, there's a pretty big forum listserv called Public Radio NYC, and it's really like jam-packed with people advertising their studios looking for jobs posting work just shit, like shit like that so last night i figured we should put the flyer in there because who knows maybe people want to come check it out right and i'll start with the good thing the good thing is that somebody hit me up and was like yo i really want to come like uh do i just have to rsvp and i was like yeah and he said great i'll see you tonight and i was like cool awesome the bad thing, Uh-oh. and it's not even bad, it's just fucking funny. This guy replies to it and he says, I had to click the link to find out where this is happening. Yes, Brooklyn is the center of the known universe and everyone knows where Wandering Barman is, but address in the subject line would have been ever so helpful. What the fuck? Uh, Are you, it, it's in the flyer. Isn't it on the flyer? It's yeah. on the flyer. The flyer, if he clicked on the link of the post, the flyer is the first thing that he sees, right? Yeah. I restrained myself because, you know, yeah, just let him, let him live. Let him live. I wanted to be like, hey, Chris, not you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris, go fuck yourself, man. <laughs> because, like, get a fucking job. If you need to take it out on me, you can't. No, it's all right. <laughs> the, the, the local punching bag. Chris. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Okay, what's his last? Chris, Chris Sockies. Chris Sockies. If wow, you come, you're putting motherfuckers on blast. Right right now. Now. I'm going to kick your ass if you come to this thing. Tonight, I swear uh, to God. That does not reflect the views of yeah, uh, sorry, the rest of the company. That. I'm keeping it. It's staying in. But just Well, know. that's why I didn't respond to him because I was like, I'm. I'm going to fire off on him if I respond. Nah, there's no so, see, like, but you did it right. I mean, the useful yeah. thing is not to put people on blast like that. You totally. know, like the yeah, fact it wouldn't that get me anywhere. He yeah. no, but did you say he responded to the whole serve? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that's that's whack. But, but most people are going to go. All right. Like, all right, dude. Cool. You were snarky. That's great. Like, yeah. hope you had fun writing that. Right. Like, no one's going to be like, he's right. Luck <laughs> will. Well, that's the thing is, like, are you supposed to put every single piece of information in the email, in the title? In the subject. Like, that's no. ridiculous. Actually, you, I hate when people do that. Yeah, that no. drives me crazy. The title was just, uh, you're invited, all caps, Shishkin Productions, open house and reception, Friday, 12, 10, 21. And then you click on that and you see the giant fucking flyer. Yeah, yeah that, don't, that's the whole point is, like, the subject is just, it's the lead in. It, it gets you interested if look if if it stands out click on it and find out more here's the thing man this is just the the um the the condition of the internet right the human condition online is that you will respond to something like that snarkily but if if in person you'd been like hey dude um i'm inviting you to this thing uh it's our open house for the company it's at this place check out the flyer Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have gone in a snarky direction with he probably just gone oh where is it Right. What's the address? Totally. And then you could just answer it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Absolutely. Um, the, it is the year 5,782. Okay. That's right. 5,782. Yeah. And you know, Brooklyn, not not the center of the known universe, but it is the center of New York. Also of the NYC public radio. <laughs> literally. Like, uh, literally. Literally. Like, geographically. geographically it is yeah. yeah. And also like, yeah, it's the NYC public radio thing. Like, 
It's not in fucking Kansas, Chris. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Damn hater. Eat my ass. Oh, God, shit. dude. Um, Sorry, I'm uh, Chris, if you're coming tonight or if you came on Friday, I <laughs> hope you ate Will's ass. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to a break. And when we come back, it's this is real gift guy. Woo. Look, we've been doing the show for a while and Wandering Barman. Wandering Barman? They are one of our premier sponsors. They're a sponsor? Yeah, they're the best. They make the most delicious cocktails and the pre-made. Wait, pre-made cocktails? I can just drink it? I don't have to make a cocktail? That's right, but it gets even better. They just opened their cocktail brasserie here in Brooklyn. That sounds fancy. It's pretty fancy, but it's also mad affordable. Their happy hour from 5 to 7, $5 cocktails. So if you want an old-fashioned, guess how much it is? Uh, $5? If you want a margarita, guess how much it is? Mm, $5. And if you want a Diet Pepsi... I don't think they have those. They don't have those, unfortunately. Oh. But you should check out Wandering Barman's Cocktail Brasserie at 315 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. Go for happy hour, 5 to 7. They're open every day. Wandering Barman, woo! Welcome back, Sizzlers. We are here with the Holiday Gift Guide Spectacular if you work in post-production. That's right. Wow. Or, 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 yeah, or, yeah. Or, and, and sound, and, or if you just uh, like computers and yeah, whatever. Like if you're listening, you probably might want to buy some of this shit. This is some good shit. If you're listening and you have any friends who are, you know, uh, musicians or, po- or like podcasters or they like, uh, they do video editing and shit like that, all of these are great gift ideas for them. So hopefully this came at a, at a good time, you know? Yeah. And the, these, these gifts are all things that we use and like have personal experience with and yeah. we ad- advocate for. I definitely just uh, grabbed my coffee when I thought it was water and I wasn't looking. I took a big sip and I was like, oh, that's not water. Dude, mm-hmm. this. Uh, so right now we're, we just got this alkaline spring water in, in yeah. boxes for the office mm-hmm. uh, for the open house tonight. And I, I opened it and I went to drink it and I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Because I thought it was going to be coconut water for some reason because I've never drank water out of a, a cardboard a box. box like this. Yeah, boxed water. Boxed water. Chris, you said you had a theme. I do have a theme. My for theme. Your, uh, for your gifts that you're picking. My theme is time is money. Mm. That's a pretty good theme. We're going to pick theme. three gifts each and we're going to go around the horn. Um, but let's give our themes real quick. Your theme is time is money. Mm-hmm. My theme is here's some useful stuff. And what's your theme? Uh, my theme is you should buy this. That's my theme. <laughs> all right. okay. I think we, I think I we have it. very similar themes. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Chris, since you really gave yours the most thought, why don't you go ahead and start us off and we'll, we'll go clockwise. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick us off. Uh, and this one, this is a big purchase. No doubt about it. But the new M1 MacBook Pros. Wow. Um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look. They shilling out for something he hasn't even tried. <laughs> that's that's not true. That's not true. Yeah, Matt, don't, don't plug it too hard. <laughs> Matt Matt King came in and showed it to me. It's true. And it was very cool. Okay. Uh, I will say Premiere from what I've read on the M1 Maxes, it's not totally there yet. Like it's not that much faster than than working on the Intel Max. But I think they're going to keep optimizing it. Like Adobe knows where their bread and butter is, and they're they're going to make sure it speeds up. Uh, I just purchased a. 16-inch MacBook Pro with the M1 Max and 64 gigabytes of unified memory. Unfortunately, it does not arrive until sometime between January 21st and February 3rd. It's supply chain. Right. Yeah, the supply chain. It'll do that to you. Um, The thing is, it is quite expensive, but if you look at it as an investment, it's probably a great one, right? Because if you're working off of that laptop a lot, like that laptop could be as powerful as an as an iMac, more powerful even, right, in some cases. 
And it can be your primary machine. And if you, you know, are relying on that, that machine to, to get you work, right. If you're going to be working on yeah. it, you'll pay that back pretty quick and you'll probably be good for a couple of years at least. Yeah. Know? And, and maybe this is just specific to, to markets like New York and LA. But so when I moved to New York three years ago, I had just bought a new MacBook pro. Uh, it was at the time it was a big investment cause I'm dropping like three grand on the computer and even more on the move. And like, right. I hadn't worked in a few months cause I had quit my job in Jacksonville. So it was like, you know, it, it was a pretty big deal to drop that money. But within my first week here, it was paying itself off because I got a couple gigs through you with Boomshot. Right. And I I had to use my laptop. They didn't have a computer for me. So, you know, I, I worked there for what, maybe four weeks that year. Mm-hmm. That paid for the laptop and that boom. got me my first boom shot yeah oh shit yeah that that got <laughs> me my it, it got me my first job here's room and uh i don't know it, it was a big deal and it it gave me the confidence to keep working yeah and editing and I like, like how you said that with a little bit of like flair working working vibrato yeah um well you know what's what's cr- what's great about it too is that uh it like like you said it made it made your transition to new york a lot easier because I think we take for granted sometimes the, the markets here. Um, someone posted the other day on Reddit. They were like, uh, there's a job offer that I, I'm, I I have to or no, someone posted a job offer. They mm-hmm. said non-union yeah. reality TV editor. We need someone to like not an assistant, a full lead reality TV editor. Three thousand a week. Three thousand a week. And it was so crazy. The differences in the responses. It was either one thought line or another. Ever, there were some people who would be like. Yo, this is mad low for a lead editor on a reality show like yep. this price needs to go up. But then there was other people who were like, holy shit, how do you get that much money? Yeah. And yeah. that just shows to me, like, yeah. if you're editing in I've been picking on Charlotte a lot lately, like I always pick a it used to be Des Moines. Then it was Nebraska. Now it's Charlotte. I love Charlotte. But like. If you live in Charlotte, three thousand dollars a week is probably really good. Yeah. If you live yeah, in yeah. New York, three thousand dollars a week is it's fine. It's fine. good. Yeah, it's you, good. you can live on it. But for, sure. for the type of, I'm sure that those hours are nuts trying to yeah. be mm-hmm. a lead editor on a reality, on reality show. Thanks. Like, I'd probably want more than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's freelance too. Yeah, so. Exactly. Well, and you know, also when you roll up with their own equipment, say like if I'm rolling in with a 2012 MacBook Pro and I'm they ask me to do it, like whip something up in After Effects, and it takes me like three hours because I'm I'm working on this old ass computer. It makes yeah. me look stupid. And once again, time is money, right? right. If right. you if <laughs> it, if you, if you get true. something done quickly because you have the proper equipment, mm-hmm. then that reflects well on you, and that gets you additional work. And that was your theme, right? Time is money. Time is money. Jeez, this guy, true. dude. He's he, he's got everything buttoned up. Nice. Dude. Put a put a bow on it, Chris. Let's move on to the the second one, where the theme is get this stuff. Get this stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna start with one that I bought myself for Christmas two years ago, and as Chris was saying, it's an investment, and I made my money back very quickly because it's a very useful tool. This is a audio interface from Universal Audio, and it's called the Apollo Twin X. And it is probably the most useful thing that I've bought in the past few years as far as working on music, working on podcasts. It's small. I could bring it with me. I bring it with me all the time. It's here in the office right now. It, it has a really cool form factor because I know like you're looking at this red thing right here, the Scarlet mm-hmm. is what we have. It's got it's like a little red box and it has a bunch of knobs on the front. That Apollo 
is like a black square and it has one big knob on it. And that's like it looks so weird and space space age and different. But it also doesn't it come with like plugins or something? Is that what makes it so good or what makes it so good? Yeah. What makes it so good is that the plugins that Universal Audio makes are like pretty much like I would say like the best plugins you can get for recording music and the big pro is that it runs all of the plugins and the cpu off of the interface and not your computer that's pretty cool i did not know that that's crazy a game changer because like a lot of people like recording at home or like even like in studios cpu is a very precious resource you know and these plugins can really overload the cpu so yeah having a separate machine that's running these plugins is a huge game changer that is that is wild. I actually yeah. had no idea that it yeah. did that. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, how much is it? Uh, I got mine when I bought mine. It was like eleven hundred. The one that I'm looking at right now is nine eighty five, which is really like damn. That's a small investment. And yeah, if you're doing freelance audio engineering gigs, you can you should make that back in a day or two. Okay, so you guys so far have kind of picked things that are kind of buy yourself this because I don't think anyone's gonna be gifting anyone that that's oh. a that's a pretty high price i, I guess i guess i, for, I forgot true, it's yeah. a, a gift guy but look treat treat yourself yeah, yeah. well i uh, bought it for myself for christmas you know what i mean it's, it's a like, it's a pretty brilliant little thing i mean i no, i've i've worked off of it a few times it's it's very cool um also how often how often are you buying post-production gifts for for, for your friends else. even it's your true. friends who work in post-production it's a good point. It, it's a good very point. it's not a personal gift yeah. you know it's yeah, like yeah. hey here's some money yeah. Also, um, these things are all expensive too. Oh yeah. And by the way, if you do decide to buy an Apple product, use their education shop because you get ten percent off, and they don't even verify your email. They don't. They don't even ask you for it, oh, really? an education email. I yeah. mean, if you you could save like four hundred bucks on a four thousand dollar laptop. That's it, absurd. Yeah. If you want to buy an Apple product, email scissorrealgang at gmail dot com because yeah? we got we got a hookup. We can get you an employee discount probably, but mm-hmm. you're gonna have to email us first. Um, I'm gonna get into mine. So it's kind of funny that that you guys picked like a five thousand dollar thing, a twelve hundred dollar thing, because I'm opening with a sub one hundred dollar thing. That's what's up. It Good. is the. This is actually a great, great gift idea if you wanna, if you know that the person that you're buying a gift for really values sound and the way that things sound, and they need good headphones to work off of. If you mm-hmm. see that like you got a friend or maybe your significant other is always working on their laptop and they're always in AirPods or something like that, or they have headphones that aren't very comfortable. You should get them the Sony MDR 7506s. That is M as in Michael D as in David R as in Robert 7506. These are, these are like the OG studio headphones. Mm -hmm. Every studio you go into has these. We're wearing them right now. They are, they, they've been, the standard for fucking who knows how long mm-hmm. uh, at least 20 years if not more probably more um they're incredibly comfortable you can wear them all day and they in terms of like the the sound you're getting if you want to do any mixing on them they give you a pretty flat response across the board yeah for sure you're getting just a very normalized like flat eq on it so it doesn't sound weird you're not going to do something and then hear it back and go whoa why does the bass sound so crazy you know what mm-hmm. i mean or something like that um, and they're comfortable as hell. You can wear these comfy. eight hours a day. Literally, you can wear them all day. And like pillows on your ears. Um, yeah, we, you know, when we first started this this little studio, I uh, decided to buy 
headphones that just looked good that were over your headphones, but they were really cheap. There were these cheap task cams. And as soon as we, I put them on, I was like, this, this sound is terrible. Like it was so tinny. So I had to upgrade to the Sony's, you know, these are the way to go. Um, what do you think of the Sony's? Well, I love the Sony's. Um, I think that, I mean, I haven't bought myself a new pair of over ear headphones in like probably like five years, but when I do have to buy some, which like, I don't know if like they go bad after, I don't know I've, when they break, I'm going to buy these because these are probably actually cheaper than the ones that I have now. They are. I have Sennheiser ones and no, these are dope. I love these and I use them all the time when I'm here. And also they're kind of like, they're obviously not like noise canceling headphones, but they like isolate the sound really well too. Which, which is huge. It's a big deal. I mean, they're wonderful. They are. I'm seeing them on Sweetwater for like a hundred bucks plus free shipping. But I think I got these for like eighty bucks a pop. They're they're really reasonably priced for how good they are. And you know, even little things like the coiled, uh, oh the, yeah. the coiled um, wire that comes off of them. It's like super nice. It keeps everything nice and organized. You know, you don't have like this giant ass cable running all over the place. Um, maybe I'm going to buy these for myself for Christmas. Highly recommend. I don't know what I'm getting myself for Christmas yet, so maybe I'll buy myself hey, a new pair. Hey, you never know. I mean, it might be coming as part of the Shishin Productions bonus bundle. Ooh, the bonus bundle. You know, you know, you know we got bonuses coming. Um, but yeah, you might be out of town for that, so you might have to miss out on yours. Sorry, Will. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, let's move on to the, uh, the next one. Chris, what do you got? Uh, the next one. Keeping in mind, the theme is time is money. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to plug the uh, the SanDisk Extreme portable SSDs. SSDs nuts. Apparently they're on version two now. Uh, this is what I use as my like little personal drive. If I just if I need to bring a, a smaller project home and just just work off of it, it transfers so quickly compared to like archiving something on on our old like 5400 or 7200 rpm hard drives right but ssds are still mad expensive so for two terabyte you're looking at about 250 for four terabyte you're looking at close to 500 dollars. but depending you know it might be worth it for your workflow i have i have the two terabyte and it will fit most projects every once in a while we'll get like a two and a half terabyte project and in that case that's that's so rare it's rare and that's not the kind of project that i'm taking home to be honest like right now i'm working on a project that i might take home tomorrow because you know today's kind of a big day and we've got a lot going on and i'm falling a little bit behind on it so i just want to get ahead i'll Mm -hmm. just throw it on there it'll take about six minutes to transfer you know 300 gigs it's very fast it's insanity i know i know it's it's so cool because right now i'm transferring tree fort footage to give to tyler and uh, I, it's not a lot. It's like 300 gigs, and I didn't want, but I didn't want to use like one of the nice drives because I'm giving it to him to like take, yeah, right? Yeah, so I was like, oh, take one of these old spinning drives, 500 gig spinning drive, whatever. Uh, it said it was gonna, it said it was gonna take like 80 minutes to transfer all that, which is nuts because, yeah. like you said, that same amount of data, six under 10 minutes. Yeah, under 10 minutes. It's wild. It's uh, it's super useful, and it, it's like it's very small and compact you can literally put it in your pocket it is smaller than an iphone yeah it's it's a really nice form factor and it's it's, amazing it's pretty rugged too it's got like a little 
uh, a spot where you can clip, clip it onto it. your keychain if yep. you want. Nice. We, we've got a couple of friends who like Velcro it to the yeah, back. Yeah, that, that's what Tyler does. Exactly. He Velcros it and puts it on the back of his laptop. So because oh, it's so lightweight, you flip it up. It's not taking up any desk space. It just sits right there. Will's like Googling it right now, bro. He's no, like, I uh, should be running yo, all the, my Pro Tool shirt the, off of this. The gift of storage is actually a really great gift. Yeah. And that's you can give that. Yeah, anybody in any type of production or post-production and it'll be It's true. If you get any, even if they're not in post-production, if you get someone a two terabyte solid state drive, they will love it. Yeah, I mean, these things last for a while too. I mean, it's not like the old spinning drives where if if it's been in your backpack too long, it'll start making those beeping noises and failing left and right. Mm -hmm. I've never had an SSD fail on me yet. I know it can happen, but flash Knock memories yeah that's it back up everything how, how good are you at ejecting your disc properly i'm i'm very good at it only because i've been conditioned to be good at it same yeah whoa been jinx in, yeah. in stereo stereo jinx uh what's up stereo jinx what do you got for us all right so my next one a uh, little less expensive than the previous gift i have the sure sm7b cardioid dynamic studio vocal microphone which much like the sony headphones that alexi was talking about these have been a staple for a very long time uh i think they came out in the mid 80s and actually um in that fucking uh queen movie the biopic they there was like a studio scene and they had one of these microphones on the amp and that microphone wasn't didn't exist yet (laughs) (laughs) and i yeah and yeah anyways anyways whatever these are really great microphones um they're the you would recognize them if you saw them it's the microphone that you see on everybody's like podcast video it's the big black microphone that they're talking into also to bring it full circle the microphone that michael jackson used on thriller oh wow you know yep can can i see can i see can you turn that towards me i want to see which one that is it's oh okay all right Yeah, if you, you have you, that one. Yeah, you've you have that one. It. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. every time I hear Sure SM something, I always think it's like that. The, the, the little handheld one. Yeah, the fifty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the which fi- is also an iconic one. Totally. If you've ever thought of a microphone, period, yep. you think it's a black microphone with the little silver thing on top, mm-hmm. like a, that you're talking to. Yeah. That's the Sure SM fifty-seven. Yeah. yeah, the SM fifty-seven, the handheld one, is like really, really similar to this one, actually. Um, they're like really not like far but off. From this one that you're describing is best for best speaking for, into. So best for speaking, you need into. to get voiceovers if you need to do podcasts. That's a really yep. good option. right? Yeah, specifically for voices. Although like I've used them on guitar amps and snares and people do that all the time and they're great. They're yeah. it's like if you're going to buy one microphone, I would say you should buy this microphone because you can crank up the gain and treat it like a condenser microphone and it picks everything up really well. And we're coming in at about. $360. Okay. So you're bringing it down in price. Bring yeah. it down. And then I'm going to go back up for my next one. See, for me, I decided to, to stack mine going higher and uh, higher. That's higher. Done that. yeah, so, that's no, this, there's no right way to do it. They're all wrong ways. We shouldn't <laughs> be doing this show. Um, for me, uh, I went into kind of subscription land here uh, a Soundstripe sub- subscription. I think Soundstripe is a great platform. I think we even 
did a whole episode about it at some point. Yeah, yeah. Which I tweeted at them, and they did like they didn't reply, and they tweet every day and get no likes. And I'm like, come on, Soundstripe, step up your fucking game, bro. Engage, engage, engage with the people who engage with you. Yeah, like yeah, we, we're sure. we're Soundstripe stands. We are. The least you could do is drop a like. Yeah, we're, we're tossing them a, a rope, and they we're just toss this one at them too. Tossing them a bone, toss them a bone tied to a rope, <laughs> and then pulling it. Yoink, <laughs> yoink. Um, I am gonna tweet them this one. Hopefully they listen to it. I'm, uh, no, I'm gonna put the time code right to where I start shitting on it. <laughs> Soundstripe is dope though, because they they're also expanding. They they've started doing video stuff yes. as well. Oh, so cool. and sound effects. Yeah. So this is kind of where my mine comes in. I would recommend uh, if you know a great gift for anyone that is in post production is a Soundstripe subscription. Get them a year. Um, right now they're doing a limited time offer. 40% off of yearly plans, which is a, a great deal, but I'm not going to give you the price of those. I'll give you the full price. Um, for $400 a year, you get access to their whole music library, their entire sound effects library, and their video library, stock video that you can use anywhere. Um, personally, I don't use their video that much. So really their music and sound effects are their bread and butter. If you don't want to spend $400, you can spend $245 for the year. Um, which ends up being, I don't know, like what, like 15 bucks a month or some shit. Uh, very, very reasonable. I mean, you can use yeah. that music for anything that you need. You just need to download it every time you use it yep. and mark the project you're using it in. And their sound effects library is killer. I mean, sound effects and sound design make everything go a much longer way. They, they make everything better. I'm pretty sure. Don't they have a, a feature where you can uh, like basically whitelist a, a YouTube channel or, exactly. or a video so that you you know for sure you will not get copyright strike. Yep, you you're not will getting, make money off of that video. You're not getting flagged. It's it's really really nice. Yeah. yeah if you nice. are a YouTube creator, you can like you said you put in a certain code and it whitelists everything on your channel. So you're wow. good to use Soundstripe. That's um, also uh, that's also money you'll make back really quickly too. Four hundred bucks a year. Yep. Yeah, you'll absolutely make that back. It's an investment. It's it's great. I mean, it's the, and the way that I like to break it up is just think about it as a monthly cost, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah four hundred dollars is a big chunk, and they do they do monthly plans. Like, if you want to pay monthly, you can pay twenty seven dollars a month for music and sound effects. But if you pay annually and you buy it right now with the sale they're having, it comes down to twelve dollars a month. It's like that's a fucking that's deal. a no brainer. Yeah. Twelve dollars a month to get unlimited music and sound effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do it, dude. Um, yeah, on to you. Well, I just want to. Plug, oh, yeah. plug real quickly, you know, we did do this uh, this episode about our favorite uh, music library artists. Yes. And most of my artists came from Soundstripe. Same here. It's, Same here. Uh, Cody Martin, one. represent. Cody, CK Martin. CK Martin, baby. You know, I'm going to I'm going to keep it in the subscription model. Uh, but once again, time is money. <laughs> Time is money. Sure. Really bring it back. So I'm plugging <laughs> ever the showman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, emotion array subscription. Mm. Now motion motion array motion array the way you say, Yeah, because that's how kind of sound like you say emotion array. A motion array. <laughs> um, so, so motion array is it's got it's, it, it has so much stuff so it does have some audio it has some stock video it has stock photos it has uh presets uh for after effects for premiere pro for davinci resolve but the thing that i love to use it for the most is for the after effects templates because time is money and why build something from scratch if you have an idea of what you want and you can find a similar template 
just download the template and then tweak it to what you wanted to turn it into. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't rip it off completely because then it's kind of generic and basic and your client might might recognize it from somewhere. But and also you're like just stealing someone's work. Exactly, exactly. Uh but if if you're actually an artist, it gives you somewhere to start. Like it's just a, a starting point that will literally save you days. Cause sometimes the budgets for projects just aren't there. They they want the uh, the champagne experience on a on a beer budget, right? True. Uh, and this this is the way to give it to them. Uh, you know, these are professionally. This is the way. Mm-hmm. This is the way. Isn't yeah. that like that fucking uh, show with the little Yoda? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, but you're right. The motion array is legit the best value thing that you could get as a overall uh, experience for post production. It, it's really cool too. If if you're just starting out with something like After Effects, it's a great way to see how to build a project and yes. like how especially how to build it for other people to work in and right. understand easily uh you can see cool tricks about you know how they did certain things it just kind of it, it's such it's, it's it is a no-brainer yeah and it's it's cheap as hell relatively like it, it is. is it is so for the last year i was paying 30 dollars a month which and that's if you do it monthly uh but if you buy a year it's 250 dollars for the year, but right now they're also doing $50 off for the holidays. So it's $200 for a year of motion array, which works out to like 17 bucks a month, which is absurd. You can make that back in a single day as an animator. If you can make that back in like five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> like it is such a hack. It's such it, a nice shortcut. It's, it's an, it's, it like legit is, I know I just said it, but I just want to hammer this point home. It is the best value for like uh all in one kind of filmmakers right so mm-hmm. if you're a solo dolo creator and you kind of are a jack of all trades and you do it all motion array will like up level your game so much it's not even funny it that shit is insane it's, like, it's even got plugins good. so like say you can't really shell out for a red giant subscription because that shit's pretty expensive this uh, motion array has a bunch of plugins like RGB offset, chromatic aberration, distorter, bulger, rippler, slasher, like camera shake, elastic in, spin yep. out. Like it yep. has tons of presets and plugins for for all of the NLEs. They don't discriminate and they don't it, discriminate. They don't discriminate. And, and even if you're doing something as simple as like you make Instagram stories, right? Uh, you can download like a like there's so many different packs that have like little like tailor made animations that you can just export and like drop in or you can put them on your stories like little swipe ups or whatever or mm. like a uh, subscribe below like but they have so many different like looks at them there's mm-hmm. animated ones there's hand-drawn ones there's clean geometric ones there's there's so many different things that you can get on this platform that will legit and it's make your life in so much easier it's, it's unlimited wild. downloads too you can you can take as much as you want it's not like pond five where you get like five templates a week it's it's, At the time uh, of recording this, yeah, it's unlimited downloads. It's unlimited downloads. That does not seem like it makes sense <laughs> to me, but that's why I like it so much. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, yeah. Will, what's your last one? Yeah, yeah, my last one is the Yamaha HS5 powered studio monitors. And these, for the nerdier folk out there, these are studio monitors that are modeled after the Yamaha NS10s, which are also have been you know a, a studio staple for a long time. They're the black Yamaha monitors with the white middle and they're pretty much in I'm gonna say every 
big recording studio and small recording studio that I've ever been in has a pair of these somewhere. Because just like the Sony headphones that Alexi was talking about, they're very flat and they give you a very true representation of what's going on. And the best part is it's $400 for a pair of them, which is wow. not a lot of money to spend on that's studio money. It's a great deal. Yeah. No, they're dope. They're so good. And they do really, really well at low volume, which is great if you're making music at home, making podcasts at home. And I don't know if I believe in this really because I don't think there are rules, but you know, there's a general rule that you're not supposed to mix in headphones, that you're yeah. not supposed to mix in monitors, which is like, I, I understand why, but also realistically. It was a rule that was written a long time ago though. Yeah. And like, you know, if you're going to be using monitors, you need a good sounding room or else it's going to be weird, you know? And a lot of people are doing the shit at home or doing the shit in offices with other people where like, you know, you can't have your monitors blaring. Uh, well, also you got to consider how people are consuming the music, right? Like if totally. everyone's yeah, listening yeah. on fucking AirPods, yeah, exactly. you might as well mix on AirPods because that's how they're going to hear it. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, no, I mean... I, no, I shouldn't say you might as well, but it's it's not a problem if you do no, necessarily. Exactly. No, no. You know, distortion wasn't allowed either. That's right. You know, rules are meant to be broken, you know? It's true. And I don't know. I mean, I think as far as like any of this post-production stuff that we're talking about, these rules aren't r real. You can break these rules if it looks or sounds good, you know? Like, 100%. I it's, don't know. It's all about the way you... Uh, the way you use the medium or whatever uh yeah if you're gonna grab those uh if you're gonna grab any monitors grab those mm -hmm. we do not have them here at the crypto.com podcast studio <laughs> Tristan Productions, but we, we went with some of the the cheaper some the cheaper pre-sonuses pre pre anything with the words pre-sonus on it you know that's like a it's yeah. like a first act guitar right it's like one of those yeah but it's also like you know for your guys purposes like those are more than good enough and like how often are you guys like using those too i feel like never you guys are always in your headphones it's true you know? yeah i'm pretty much always in my headphones yeah so again it's like you know if you're in an office environment you're at home you got roommates whatever it's like you're probably using headphones so bring a full circle to alexi's uh pick for the all right headphones. here we go um i'm also going to jump into my next pick uh this is the last one and i decided to go with something that's out of the box, not really involved in production at all. You, this this goes across the board for anyone who okay. works uh, sitting down all day. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's a it's a standing desk. the The particular mm -hmm. one I picked is the Vivo Electric Height Adjustable sixty seven by sixty inch corner stand up desk. I like having a stand up desk that's in the corner, so it's like L shaped, but it also moves up and down. This one is seven hundred bucks, but it's very well worth it. I think it's amazing. And if you pair it with like one of those cushioned mats, mm -hmm. so when you're standing, it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're a game changer, you know, sitting down all day kind of sucks. And if you have the opportunity just to like, if you're feeling restless, you know, you can just raise the desk and kind of stand there and it'll kind of change the energy a little bit, which what, is really ones? nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so me and Alexi both use these every day. Uh, they're our main desks and you know, it's crazy because sometimes people will ask me how often I stand in a day. Like David, the intern asked me yeah. a few months ago and I was like, honestly, not much, maybe like 15 or 20 minutes a day. Am I actually standing at my desk? But just those 15 or 20 minutes, like it 
makes me so much happier. Like just mm-hmm. knowing that I have the ability to to stand up and work if I want to. Yeah. It's it's kind of like like claustrophobia. Like it, when I if I'm in a tight space, I'm okay as long as I know I can get out of it whenever right, I want. Right, if I right. if I'm if I'm locked in there, then I'm all claustrophobic. If that I'm locked sense. into my seat, then I get restless. I'll have to go for a walk and like be away from the computer. Or I could just raise it elevate yeah my desk likes to beep at me when i when i go too fast but it's just telling me that it it appreciates me that i'm using it yeah oh oh Oh, wow we should have put these in because these are really fucking good put oh the little arms yeah Yeah. well that's that's a bonus pick is get a little arm for your uh, microphone so you can move it around should we all should we Um, all stand yeah you got you you were talking about like you're talking about uh sitting and it made me you're talking you like you described the claustrophobia so well that i was like i have to stand right now so (laughs) i think there's people that do honestly if you do podcast standing up the energy is so much better it's crazy it turns into like it's it's almost like i want to be like here you go like i feel like i'm like outside like in the cold like smoking a cigarette or something yeah so so Obviously, if you're listening, you can't see us, but you we, can tell with the energy change. Yeah, probably. We, <laughs> we all just stood up because uh, our our microphones are on arms connected to the down. table. Yes. All right. Well, now it's just the two of us. But, just the two but of the us. Of it is you guys can podcast stand and in crypto dot com arena flexibility. <laughs> it's about flexibility. It's true. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about the standing. I think I'm going to finish the show. Like yeah. This. Now you're yeah, talking cool. down to us. It's kind of cool. It's very like like I'm a presenting. sportscaster. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good thing. Now I wish I had one of those uh, the shirts so that I could you know like talk up oh, to yeah. it. You want to talk up to the yeah. mic a little boom pole. Yeah. Um, Will, thank you for joining us. Uh, you want to plug anything while you're here? Uh, yeah, I do want to plug something. I'm gonna plug the movie that I'm working on. I think it's gonna be done in two or three months. And if you're in New York, we're gonna screen it somewhere here in the city. Yeah, we might screen it at the Crypto.com screening room hey, at, at Syndicated or some <laughs> shit. Yeah, if Crypto.com uh, decides to bless us with that because we love Crypto.com. We're in the Crypto.com studio right now. That's true. <laughs> Crypto.com studio at Shishkin Productions. Yeah. Right, do, so. do, do you have a working title? I do, yeah. It's called uh, I Sometimes Glance, and that's taken from my great-grandfather's photo essay titled From My Window I Sometimes Glance, which is this pretty famous photo essay of just like selects that he took uh from his apartment window in the flower district here in manhattan and when when was that uh mid 60s it's wild right yeah that's like such a different time right yeah no and it's uh yeah it's really good and it's like yeah some of my favorite pieces of his work so i ripped the title so it's i sometimes glance and i think that's like that's been sticking i haven't really had any other is is the 60s when they were doing like the late 60s is that when they were doing that um that kind of like all the songwriters were like in the brill building and shit was that in new yeah. york yeah, yeah or where was it that was I in new york that right? was in new york yeah did he know any of them like i know paul simon was part of that right uh maybe joni mitchell part of that too i don't, I don't no, know joni mitchell's like uh she's a california person Royal canyon yeah. carol king is that what i'm thinking of carol king yeah that's yeah, probably a, what i'm thinking of that's like my favorite uh new york jew songwriter really yeah for sure she's mine is bill waters yeah <laughs> i'm not jewish <laughs> damn it <laughs> close though um mine's kosha dill <laughs> Do you, do you guys have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you Tune can, in next week, I guess, for our... Uh, is that going to be... Open House Recap. Yeah, I, well, I think it might be the... 
No, it's not the last episode of the year, is it? No, I don't think so. I, I think, think we're we going to talk to Intern David next week. Oh, and then cool. in, in two weeks, we're going to do our We probably won't end. talk to Intern David next week because you're going to be gone Monday and Tuesday. Uh, well, we'll get him in. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Will, for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Sizzle Real Gang. That's and right. Shishkin Productions and some other stuff. Yeah, 332 333 43 61. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Later. Shishkin Productions podcast.